Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. You are here for our second episode of Soul Tribe Saturday, and this is Charlene Lawrence. And I was very excited to have her on today because we're getting ready to go into a pretty significant time of the year uh, when it comes to our astrology and the planetary stuff that's going on. And for those of you who have followed me for a while, you know that I love, 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 love the astrology. Um, and and I love the way that Charlene approaches astrology because she and I are very similar in our intellectualness um, when it comes to these kinds of things, but she's also extremely intuitive. Um, she is an energy healer. She is a minister. She is a yoga instructor. She is a hypnotherapist. She's got her hand in all kinds of wonderful um, healing pots. And all of those things, I think, play in um, to the way that she reads astrology, which is a little different than other astrologers I've experienced. And so I wanted to have her on to talk about the incoming eclipse season, which I believe is officially starting on the 30th. Is that correct? November 30th. Um, and I basically have asked uh, Charlene to play an entire game of chess in about 30 minutes. Um, there are There is so much going on. And so we're going to do our best to give you the, the important stuff um, that's coming in right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll try to dig in here and there where we can um, within the time that we have. Um, but the, so we have the lunar eclipse coming first, right? That's on the 30th. And then we've got the solar eclipse coming in December on the 14th, 14th. I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk first just about not the specific lunar eclipse and specific solar eclipse, but just generally, let's just talk about the eclipse season as a whole first. Um, well, <laughs> it really depends on what dimension we're, uh, we're talking from, but the eclipse season is really considered somewhat of a gateway into this new world that we are now creating. And, um, you know, the importance of eclipses, I think, for people to understand that is important. Um, you know, we have a new moon and a full moon every month. And um, the significance of eclipses is that they're 10 times as powerful. So while some might not feel the resonance of the full moons and the new moon energies as we speak of them, because we do connect, um, most people do feel the energies of, of eclipses and um, history has like in our in ancient history and traditional astrology um, 
eclipses were, you know, doomed and faded events and things to um, fear. And one of the reasons why you and I like each other so much <laughs> um, is because we understand that while that's not necessarily the case, and we we are developing new relationships and awareness around eclipses, it's in our DNA, it's in our ancestry to get really, really anxious around eclipse time. And I don't know about anybody out there listening, I don't know about you, but I've already been feeling the anxiety start to heighten. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it, it basically is this, you know, it's, it's part of our DNA to respond this way, but it is also the heightened sensitivity to, um, this inner knowing or unconscious knowing even that things are about to change mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, change can be scary, especially given what we've been going through in 2020 and 2020 has been the year of, um, of 2020 vision, right? Things mm-hmm. coming to light and um, in general, we're going to see things, you know, shift dramatically because our previous eclipse family was on the Capricorn and cancer axis. So home and um, work, home and government, family versus government. Um, these were the main issues that we've been dealing with for the last few, um, for the last two years, dealing with those eclipses. Um, but now we're shifting into the eclipses, uh, the family of Gemini and Sagittarius, which is really kind of, um, it's really about information and our belief systems, our communications and how we share information, how we educate ourselves. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but um, so it's gonna be really interesting. And as you mentioned, we have um, this other event that's happening on uh, the 21st with um, Jupiter moving into um Aquarius on our winter solstice on our winter solstice (laughs) yeah so we have a lot of um we have a lot of major events happening within three weeks and um so like you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. self-care is definitely um important and um doing things that uh will calm our nerves making time for reflection you know, when we talk about the new um, axis of the nodes, the nodes being the midway points between, um, uh, re- regarding the moon, I'm not going to get all astronomical on, <laughs> on everybody, but um, this new um, this new energy where we've been so focused on home, work, home, government, family, government, um, and self-care, we're now shifting into, you know, the world of ideas and um and those beliefs and that's like the age of aquarius it is the age of aquarius exactly Mm -hmm. and um you know this you know age of aquarius you know people some people believe we're in the age of aquarius some people still were still believe we're in the age of pisces um and it's these kinds of things are really hard to pin down however the significance of jupiter and saturn meeting in aquarius on the 21st, exactly one week from the eclipse, the solar eclipse, to me is really, really like, you know, like (laughs) this is going to be a major gateway as well. I think the gateway was opened, as you say, energetically on um, 11-11. You know, this is when we start planting the seeds. Um, 
but more of us will start to feel and have the vision of um, what is about to change probably closer to that event on the 21st because eclipses while we feel the energy we can feel it as some sometimes quite palpable you know even people who aren't paying attention to energy will say what is going on <laughs> eclipses are not necessarily energies that we can really um that we're always aware of unless you're tapping in which is you know why you're bringing this to mm-hmm. um to your podcast is like to tap in and really um, get connected to the energy so that you can use it to the best and highest good for ourselves and for all. And when we talk about moving into the age of Aquarius, whether we're there or we're, we're you know, I kind of feel like we're in the womb of it. Yeah. You know, we're in the womb of, we're, we, we are the light workers preparing people, gathering the army, building the army, getting everybody ready to understand the, the major shift in humanitarian efforts and Um, the way we care about one another, the way we care care about society, um, the way we care about our communities, all of this is about to shift. And I think that that has been something that we've been seeing erupting. We've been seeing it called for during all that we've been through this year. But uh, I, I do feel like that, that conjunction of the planets, conjunction meaning they're meeting in the sky, closest Closest they've met, um, they meet, but not necessarily on the exact degree and minute. Um, they're going to be meeting in the sky the closest they have for hundreds of years. And that's pretty powerful. One of the things that, um, so I had a, a personal reading with Charlene um, a few weeks ago. And one of the things that I found the most interesting uh, was she was talking about my my solar year as she was reading my chart and how your solar year starts somewhere around your birthday, that your actual birthday doesn't necessarily land on the day of your birth every single year, that the planets are kind of moving. And I think that I kept that in mind as I started to realize, you know, spirit was dropping in this information about almost like our new year has already started, or we're like ramping up that vibration of 2021, where like on our linear calendar, it's December 31st. But it's like these planetary things that are starting to happen. It's like we're already ushering in the new year. Would you Mm -hmm. agree with that? Like this this five energy that I keep picking up, which, you know, if you look at it from the numerology perspective, the the vibration of the five, it is communication, right? It's all of these things that you were just talking about. It's like the age of information, the age Mm -hmm. of communication, um, the age of expression. So that that five energy kind of matching up with that throat chakra energy where it's like, it's not just about your voice. It's about what you're listening to or what you're hearing. It's about the expression of these beliefs that are starting to bubble up inside of your body and and how you're moving that, um, the emotions that are coming up in the body and how you're moving that. And I find it very dynamic, the five, that it's like, okay, you just did the four, which is all the building, right? It's like the builder stuff. And we've been doing that all year. And now all of a sudden the five comes in to kind of push us into motion and how it really like this week, it really started like feeling it ramping up towards this first eclipse and then moving into December. And what's also interesting about the five is that there's this rebellious quality to it, which I feel like that Jupiter and Capricorn is like the rebellious yeah like that stuff that's bubbling underneath like getting ready to erupt 
That has definitely been the bubbling. And I want to add something about the five vibration. <laughs> the five vibration also says it's time to just take a pause and, you know, adjust the plan. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so um, in that, the key word being adjust. And when you talk about the energies of Sagittarius and Gemini, these are mutable planets, meaning they're flexible, they they flow, they change, right? Whereas we were coming from these major events and energies around Cancer and Capricorn, the cardinal signs, which initiate some sort of action, right? So we've been through this wormhole or whatever we wanna call it of initiating great action and change, And now we're going to be going through the changes. We're we're being asked to be mutable and and flow and and take pause and examine our ideas, examine our thoughts, our belief systems. And, you know, so what happens is then we open it up with this eclipse um, on um, next week on the 30th. And this is an opportunity for us to release. It's an opportunity for us to release some of those beliefs and I've, you know, I've been, I've been channeling some things too, and I'm a little behind on posting these things on my Instagram, but I've got to get to it because um, there's also this great big shadow. Um, Sagittarian has a Sagittarius has a powerful shadow because it's a powerful shadow of judgment. So we hold on to our beliefs with such rigidity and become somewhat dogmatic. And so that's the shadow <laughs> and we need to allow those things to, come to the forefront, question those things and be willing to release them. We might not, we might not feel it exactly on the eclipse, but that's what the eclipse is initiating a release. And to that point, I want to just say that if people want to understand this a little bit more personally, what's happening with these eclipses, we actually had somewhat of an introduction to it back in, um, in June we had the first eclipse of this family on June 5th this year. And that was right around the time of our, we were deep in quarantine, you know, so travel was completely limited. These are also signs of travel. Uh, so we were, we were being asked to really pull back on that and, and, and forfeit that. So change, so I imagine there's gonna be some changes in terms of travel going forward as we ease out of this COVID situation. But whatever was going on, if you have a journal, a photo album, something that you can, text messages, uh, you know, with someone that you share intimately with, go back and take a look at what was happening. What were your thoughts? What were your emotions? What were you struggling with personally then? Because it'll give some idea of where the story is because eclipses are stories, right? So we've been talking about the story globally, collectively, mm-hmm. but for the more personal aspect, you can go back. I went back, I'm going to, I plan to go back to listen to my collective energy readings that I post on Instagram or RGTV, because I always share a little of my personal struggle in those. Mm-hmm. I plan to go and look at the week before and the week after to see what did I share? What was I struggling with? Because it was something intimate. For sure. Now, is this like, is it like a loop that's closing with this? No, next? no, no, no. Okay. It, it's getting bigger. Okay. <laughs> <The> doorways <laughs> opening and starting to clarify itself. So think of um when, you know, when you're weaving, a, when you're doing like crochet or um, any of those weaving type um, crafts, right? You go over and under and over and under and over and under. You might be going over, like I I used to play with the loom when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite 
<laughs> favorite things. And like, you know, you might be going over the white and then going under the blue and then going back over the white and then going under the blue. And all of a sudden you try, decided to change colors. Like there's this, there's this threading that's happening in, in the storyline. So that was an, that was an initiation. It was a gentle initiation and opening because it was the beginning of these two nodal axes for the eclipses and this is this is going to be a bit more profound because we're starting to we're starting to feel the shift the change the mutability the progress hopefully um but that's not going to be without discomfort at all eclipses mm -hmm. are uncomfortable and um you know for us collectively this you know the lunar eclipse is a release lunar eclipses are generally as i, I started to say before somewhat intangible unless you're really doing your own shadow work and, and internal um, uh, conversations consistently. Um, and even then I, I can find the energy a little bit hard to clarify. And we have the, uh, the planet of Neptune involved in these eclipses. It was highly involved in the June one. And I remember having my eye on that in June as unclear as I was in, in, in handling everything that we were trying to handle at that time. I, I remember looking at that going, wow, Neptune, um, to expand on that, is still a player in these eclipses. And Neptune brings disillusionment. So if you do go back and you think about the collective, we have, and we've been still struggling with it. We don't know what to believe, right? We have absolutely no, no idea what to believe. Neptune also brings grief and loss. And we had um, the loss of George Floyd, which brought the entire country into an empathic state of we need to rally and we need to open our minds and expand our views with race and politics and all of this, all Sagittarian and Aquarian energy. So it's, it's interesting how Neptune is playing in. And I, you know, I, I'm, I've got my eye on Neptune and, and basically I would say to everyone, my advice around both of these eclipses, because Neptune is still involved, is to really, really focus on self-care and self-care in the way that you um, open yourself up to certain communication and information. Mm. It, being careful what you listen to. You got to be your own informant. You got to do your own research. None of this I heard from so-and-so and I'm just going to pass it on because you have to be informed in order to be an activist in your own life, to act, to, to be an activist for your own family <laughs> and to be, um, to have, to have that humanitarian effort towards your community and your country. It's really interesting that you're saying that and that you brought up the the loss of George Floyd and how that kind of set this really interesting, like the Black Lives Matter thing into motion on this whole other level and, and how people were so quick to just grab on to any little nugget and throw it out there of like the next injustice, the next this, the next that, and mm -hmm. how it really blew into this thing that was at proportions where suddenly we started to question, okay, well, what are we supporting here? Are we supporting Black Lives Matter or are we not supporting our law enforcement or like, okay, now there's a line in the sand, like we can't have both, like we've got to pick a side, you know, and and we actually have in, in our network, we have a lot of police officers. 
a lot of my husband's very close friends are police officers. And, you know, we were at a get together a couple of months ago and they were talking about how, you know, it was like, well, the things that nobody hears about you know, these details that mm. nobody hears about and that if people were really wanting the real story and the whole story, um, that they would be shocked, the the things that were being kept out of the media um, to in order to redirect attention in a very specific way. And the fact that, you know, you're talking too about the processing time period of like, potentially this a whole new level of disillusionment, but being able to find our own truth inside of that at this point, right? Absolutely. We are, we, we are being challenged to find our own truth by change, by allowing some of our beliefs to, to fall away and expand our own consciousness. But um, something, you, you know, you said a word and it triggered me to expand on Neptune, not only does Neptune create disillusionment, but it creates disillusionment so that those beliefs and things can fall away. It's like, you know, you're in a dark closet and you're feeling your way through, right? So it creates this disillusionment. So you have to conclude, you have to look inward to divine, to, to find your own divine truth. And um, one of the other lessons of Neptune is that we're not separate. Neptune very, very much represents the collective. So when we see, you know, like in terms of the relativity of the George Floyd incident and the, the rallying together that we did followed by this division. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the work was not done. So these eclipses need to continue happening with Neptune's involvement. So we continue washing away all of this dis disillusionment um, and beliefs around us actually being separate. So I, I am watching Neptune and, you know, there are some positive aspects with Neptune and there are some not so positive aspects in Nest, Neptune with these, with these um, two eclipses that we have immediately. And there's another one happening in June in this family. Um, I believe it's June. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but, but um, I'm, I'm watching Neptune because we did have this great loss. It brought, it, it brought us together and yes. And then there was the division and like, the ball was thrown to, to, to say like the police are bad, which I mean, we need, <laughs> we need protection. Mm -hmm. We need agency. We need government, you know? Um, but these things do have to be reviewed and revised, um, you know, in some way modified, um, improved for the Aquarian age to to blossom um you said something i watched your podcast this, this morning it was great i was so happy to catch it because there's a lot that you said that i don't know that you realize you're tapping into this stuff already <laughs> but um shoot where was i just now um you were talking about relationships which, which i want to touch on but you said something else where what refresh my memory where was i for a, mo a moment ago we were still talking about the the vibration of neptune through all of these things inside of the vibrations of disillusionment having to come together instead of create new division and you know moving into this eclipse season that will even take us into next year <laughs> um continuing on of having to discover you you had used the words um our own internal divine truth and trying to to figure out like how to not throw the baby out with the bathwater basically it's like we you know you have to have you have to have the unity 
of both yeah. things. But yes, there needs to be revision and we need to review these these things um, that are old structures that aren't working anymore, you know, like allowing these things to kind of fall apart um, so we can find our way into the new version of that. But in, in not this way that draws this hard line in the sand, you know, where it's got to be both both parts merging together for change. Yeah, correct. And um, I don't, I, I can't remember exactly what it was that I was going to say, but since I'm remembering the relationships aspect of your podcast today, on the U.S. natal chart, this eclipse, this this eclipse is happening in Gemini, our, our eclipse next week is happening in Gemini, which is in the position of partnerships and relationships. And so you talked a little bit about, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, what it means in terms of, you know, sometimes we have to release relationships, but um, it was interesting because I've been having a lot <laughs> um, show up about relationships. Um, and, you know, when we talk about our beliefs, our relationships are big, big teachers in, in our beliefs. And something that came through for me uh, was that sometimes there are these relationships in our lives that we feel like we need to release them. And there's this compulsion to release them, but yet we can't somehow. And that is, um, that's because we are struggling, I, I believe, that we are struggling to deal with those aspects of our own shadow. Where does that part of our nature uh, live in us and express through us right now? And, you know, just to, to say and remind people that shadow is not a bad thing. It's only bad when you don't understand it and it's ruling you without your light. It's powerful and useful and an ally in our lives when we understand it and can use it for our own strength and for the support of those around us. Um, and it's important to love those parts of ourselves. The more we resist and, and hate on those aspects of our nature, the more we suffer. Um, but I did want to I did want to add that because relationships really show up, especially for us here in the U.S., given that this eclipse um, is happening on uh, in in the partnership house right on um right on the descendant it'll be interesting for people to be paying attention to their relationships and seeing what kind of frustrations show up where those frustrations are and what the beliefs are surrounding those frustrations will really give a lot of ammunition to how this work is more personal rather than the collective energy that we've been discussing. Now, Jupiter in Capricorn has very much been about that bubbling up and trying to find, you know, try, trying to um, kind of blow things up. I mean, because Pluto is involved too, like blow it all up. You know, the Pluto was definitely what brought in the, let's, let's get rid of the police. Um, you know, it was appealing to the dark, the dark side of, of some force or another. And that wasn't the only effort that was dark throughout all of this at all by any means. Um, but it just reminds us that it is important for us to do our own research and be informed. And, you know, I, I don't think it's an accident that I had a conversation with another spiritual leader this week about 
when we inform and educate ourselves, we don't just listen to the ones that we like. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. important to listen to the voices that we don't necessarily resonate with because otherwise we're not expanding our perception at all. We're not allowing that door to remain open for a potential to exist outside of our present knowing. I love that. I, you know, it's one of the other um, channelers that I listen to really emphasizes the shift inside the quantum field and the brevity of literally every moment. It's like, you know, our energy inside the quantum field adjusting every eight to 10 seconds based on what the collective is manifesting, you know, or what we need in order for growth. And the the lines between the shadow and the light are getting so blurry now because we are being humanity is being forced into this place where we have to consider all sides and we have to cons- of ourselves and our relationships and the macro level you know it's it's we're having to understand that like you said you can't just listen to one news outlet um, you can't just have one perspective because you're going to find really important nuggets of information on both sides that you can't find you can't find real truth unless you're looking in all directions. Otherwise you're just a a horse with the blinders on, right? Like this very myopic perspective of where you're going, um, which might feel good, right? They put those on the horses to reduce their anxiety. So they're not being stimulated in their peripheral vision. Um, And so that's a really safe place for us to go. And it's like, well, I'm just going to look where I know because that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But you know, like there's been other astrologers that I've been listening to that's there, you know, talk about this uh, Jupiter and Capricorn relationship and it goes through April. Is that correct? Or the end of. So Jupiter is moving into Aquarius. It will retrograde um, at some point next year for a few months and then we'll be back. But so it's in, it's in Aquarius for most of the year. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm, maybe it was the connection of where Jupiter went retrograde earlier in the year that Mm -hmm. I was thinking of. We've been definitely, we've been dealing with the Jupiter Capricorn issue for sure all year. I'm excited about it going into Aquarius. I'm I'm excited for us as a country for it going into Aquarius. I'm excited for it personally, because Aquarius happens to be a nice, spot in my chart like hey finally but they Um, were like these other astrologers were talking about the crazy things that can occur in time in that time period where it's like it wouldn't be totally out of range for like the aliens to show up or you know like these really crazy things that are like just simmering under the surface of like okay what are the what does the collective need now you know to to shake us and wake us up a little bit and and make things super exciting um so it is I feel like we've like somebody had texted me the other day well what do you think about all this I'm like I don't know like I'm literally (laughs) I am a spectator just like you at this point like I don't know what's coming all I know is that I'm I feel really excited and you know it's it's kind of that um the roller coaster ride excited where you're you're scared shitless but at the same time like you can't wait wait for the next belly drop because that's why you got on the ride yeah so I I feel like that's kind of what we're coming into at this point but you know you you bring up a good point about those that are out there and and even the ones that are listening to this podcast right now that there's probably a whole range of how people tap in to you know this stuff that's going on um and so being that this seems it still feels so internal to me and like you said with the shadow playing such a big role 
how fuzzy that all can be. And I think it's important that people have something to grab onto. And so, you know, is the the process or, or ritual around lunar eclipse and solar eclipse similar to a full moon ritual and a new moon ritual? Like what can people like dig their fingers into to, to set an intention to try to make the most of this energy for themselves? I would absolutely say, yeah, the ritual is the same. Um, however, I would definitely suggest, highly suggest more time to oneself than you might take on the average. More space and time for introspection, more time and space to allow your own feelings to be heard. You know, if it means taking an hour drive by yourself, because that's that's where you hear your own thoughts and your heart starts to open, you know, whatever it is you need to do, it's, pro it's probably best for everyone to take more time to themselves for these events. That said, um, given, given the nature of the Sagittarius and Gemini energies, I would definitely hope that people would um, include prayers for our collective in, in that we are well-informed and, you know, the right information finds us for us to expand and grow in our belief system to, to be able to embrace the Aquarian age, this, this age of humanitarianism. And, um, you know, it's, it, in terms of the excitement, the, it's, a, it's a great time for light workers. It's a great time for spiritual leaders because um, it's time for us to go to work more so than we ever have before. But I would definitely say one of the things that needs to be um, included also in uh, any ritual work that one might do, you know, as simple as prayer in the morning, if we did it every day during these, um, this, this cycle is to pray for the collective and the healing and with compassion and empathy. And that may we walk with compassion and empathy each day because Everyone is going to be confused. Everyone is going to feel the disillusionment and everyone's going to feel grief and loss of some sort. And so to remember that we're all struggling with that, whether it's this one with a relationship or this one with a job loss or like whatever, we're all, you know, or the loss of whatever is going to happen with our government, right? I mean, it doesn't, it, it's, I, it is not lost on me that these three events are happening like this and on the solstice. Um, and, you know, Jupiter in Aquarius is a much, it's a much happier place than Jupiter in Capricorn. But at the same time, it's, there's some grief and loss and it's, we need to wash that away. And so we need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying for the collective and with as much compassion and empathy. I, I know that I started saying it as I was looking at these charts, um, these last few days, a lot you know, that, you know, I, I want to be compassionate because, you know, sometimes I can be flippant with a joke and not realize them, but I, I, I am asking myself now to be even more careful and be more empathic and be more, you know, heart open. <laughs> and that's important. So in terms of the rituals, I would say, do your normal ritual, but give yourself extra time and that this is somewhat of a gateway to our new age and a new world to, to include some prayer of our own compassionate steps each day. And it's with compassion. If we are listening, you know, Mercury is a player also in, in these. So if we're listening with compassion, um, 
you know, we will be better informed. This is a time for us to learn and grow, not to dig our heels in. Oh, I love that. And I, you know, the two, like, as you're talking about, and I've, this has come up for me many times over the last months and my, it's end up coming through my channelings where, you know, the, the 5D where we have all of our light workers, like, what is the 5D? Like, are we there? What does it feel like? And, you know, really just understanding it from the perspective of the age of Aquarius, that the, the 5D vibration is about unification and the humanitarian level of that unification. And that it's not just a, a state of being that's just going to arrive, that we have to do the work to get there uh, because it's almost a new way of being for us. It's, you know, like we, we've lived inside of this separate polarity for so long that understanding that we can swim in, in both ponds, you know, is, is like, no, we can't do that. Like that's not allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, And understanding that, that that's coming and that inside of this, you know, so this, this lunar eclipse that's coming up is that's our full moon. Right. So mm-hmm. we go into our, our full moon release prayers yeah. um, that we are releasing our tendencies to stay divided, um, that we release the old delusions of separateness that, you know, we're, we're making space inside of our release for this new way of being that allows us to be a little bit more patient, a little bit more compassionate of, you know, because what I love so much about when you read about the age of Aquarius is that it's God is self, right? Mm-hmm. And so inside of that understanding, we, we know that you're allowed to have your truth and I can have mine and we can still live in peace. Um, that we're not judging another person's story. We're not judging their timeline. You know, we're, we're not judging how they're getting there, what their belief system is inside of that, that we're just like, Hey man, that's okay. Like yeah. you, you do you, I'll do me. And, and I, I love that vibration. And I do see that that's happening more. Um, At the same time, we're getting, you know, like I was talking about this morning, where it was like, we see the division, like the division is becoming so visible, that even inside of our relationships, it's like, okay, now I see you're really kind of back here in your consciousness. And I'm really up here in my consciousness. And this might not work. And being able to make that choice without judgment of the other person. It's like, okay, so it might not be for our highest good anymore to be in this, on the same path um, together anymore, but that we start to release those old defensive mechanisms, um, the projection mechanisms, the hurt-based mechanisms, the fear-based mechanisms. Um, And I love that the idea of doing like, okay, I'm going to write my little full moon release ritual. Here's my list. And then here's my list for the planet, you know, like here's my list for the collective and like doing that planetary release along with your own. Yeah, absolutely. And then the new moon, you know, is of course, um, ushering something really, you know, something new in, and in terms of, um, all of these eclipses, the mutable signs are going to feel the most intensely. So that's, you know, Sagittarius, your Gemini's, your Virgo's and your Pisces. It's not to say that others won't feel it, observe it, and be able to tap in, as we've discussed, but um, those are the signs that are going to feel it most intensely. And if you have, if these eclipses are occurring on your moon or your sun, another thing that you're going to feel intensely. 
I just can't catch a break, man. Like Aries finally comes direct and now I'm going into an eclipse that affects my Virgo. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I know. I've been busy analyzing, you know, the cardinal signs, right? Aries, yeah. cardinal signs, and I'm a Libra. So the cardinal signs have been hit hard with the whole Cancer Capricorn axis. My moon is in Gemini and my rising sign is in Gemini. So I'm like, great. And I pull, I finally pulled up the chart against mine, which I hadn't done the other day. I was like, I I think it was Sunday night. I was like, I can't believe I haven't looked it against my chart. It's conjunct my moon. <laughs> so I'm really like, you're in there. I'm in there. <laughs> well, you know, I do encourage anybody who's listening that, you know, some of this astrology talk is going to go whoop, right over your head. And that's totally okay because it's a whole other language that you learn how to speak as you start to learn. And, you know, like, Kelly Lynn Adams said last week, stay in your genius zone, you know, like that's why we have people that specialize in these amazing areas of science, because then they can tell us what we need to know. Like we don't have to be able to speak that speak because people like Charlene can come to your level of where you're at intellectually and emotionally and say, okay, this is what you need to know. Um, so I do encourage you to, to reach out and make an appointment and get your own chart read so you can see how this is actually affecting you on a very personal level. And the beautiful thing is, is like you don't have to pick and choose. It's like, well, I do want to hear about myself, but I want to know what's going to happen with my mom because she's ill right now, or I want to know what's going to happen with my dad or my sibling. And what's really cool is that you can look at your own natal chart and and the planets and the signs that show up inside of your chart also signify very important people in your life. So you can get this really cool perspective of you and your family, you know, really important people in your life, um, or maybe people that are coming into your life and haven't come yet. Charlene's really great at, at looking at wellness. Um, and I say wellness from a very holistic perspective, kind of the way I look at wellness, where it's about all aspects of self. So you're looking at your mental health, you're looking at your emotional health, you're looking at your physical health. You know, Charlene also has a background in some nutrition and, you know, things like that. So um, she can talk to you about those things. And then obviously your spiritual connection um, to all of these things. And so it is so profound to be able to really dig in and see like, there's this, I don't know, there's like this light bulb that goes off when, when you, you're looking at your natal chart and it's like literally in the moment of your birth, how the stars and planets were aligned to make you exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. And I am just so in awe of that, that that's why this, this fascinates me and, and how it, it can, the dynamics can change within hours, you know, it's like, and I'm sure some people can feel that in their day, you know, like where in, in my speak with people like, I could call Charlene and be like, what the hell is going on with the planets today? Because this morning I was fine and now I am not. <laughs> and knowing that it can literally change in a matter of hours um, and how it's, you're being influenced. And so I do feel like this is a very emotional time. I mean, Neptune is very fluid inside of emotions, right? Because Neptune Pisces oh, yeah. connection. Um, so, you know, I was talking about that this morning you know, on one of my videos where, you know, it was like really just allowing yourself to be human inside of this experience of like, that's so highly spiritual um, that if people aren't tuned in on that level, it's okay. Like you can still have the human experience and, and still be experiencing the expansion and the release and the self-knowing and the learning and the advances in your emotional intelligence and, you know, all of those things. Um, and I almost feel like some of us are being driven into this 
place right now where we just want to do human things. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that's how I'm feeling. I want to nest. I want to go clean out my closets. I want to cook good food. I want to take care of my kids. Like I want to do really human things right now Um, where it's like, it, it feels almost like work to elevate right now to like reach too far. I get really tired and I really want to be inside my body right now. It's definitely the Neptune influence. And so what I would want just to, to add to what you just said is for people to really remember that confusion is normal, <laughs> that we are meant to go through periods of confusion and, you know, um, the clarity will come either through your own pursuit or over time. Um, but the clarity will come and to allow that emotion to, to express itself, as you said, you know, and if it expresses itself in frustration, then it's frustration, but confusion is, it is a state. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is a state of being. And to know that that is something that, um, comes along with this energy that we're dealing with as we're trying to sort out, like, what's this, where are we going and how are we doing it? Mm Mm-hmm. And so in, inside of all of this intuitive energy that we're all kind of suspended in this weird gel um, right now and, and trying to figure out which way to go and, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, I, I think that the great thing is, is that this is happening in a time period of the year where we do tend to anchor ourselves in our family mm-hmm. um, and in tradition and ritual and all of those really warm and fuzzy places that we have that we can always kind of rely on, even though it might look very different this year than it has in previous years. I mean, this is the first the first winter season that we've ever lived through inside of a pandemic energy. So, you know, yes, holidays are going to look a little different. And I know there's a lot of grief around that, but that there is also this nostalgia and that comfort that comes in this time of year and the excitement. And um, I mean, if there was ever a time of year where we were being pushed into this womb of trying to learn how to be unified, like, the Christ consciousness season is the best time for that to happen. So I'm kind of, I'm putting all my faith in that and because I haven't lost faith in humanity. I mean, there are times where, you know, what we see, what the media just accosts our senses, you know, with the things that we see, the things that we hear and, and remembering like, Charlene has said many times inside of this podcast that we have to be looking at all things. We have to make sure that we're looking for both things because there is so much good that is going on out there right now. The light workers, the light, the grid of light is, I I just can't even believe what's going on right now. Like the, this golden thread of connection is turning into like this rope. It's no longer a thread. It's these amazing connections inside the grids of light. They're just lighting up everywhere. And it gives me such hope to see so many people coming into service. So many people coming into their purpose. So many people coming into more of an illuminated state. Um, And it's because they did allow the shadow to come in and do the work and clean some stuff out and go into that process of self-compassion and self-forgiveness and self-love inside of knowing that we have both sides of this going on inside of ourselves. Um, And that path is what's going to take us into being able to have that happen for other people. Um, 
So I know we could go on for hours um, talking about all of these things that are that are coming, um, but I like the fact that we're going to keep it simple inside of you know, we've got the lunar eclipse coming on the 30th, that's your full moon. We've got the solar eclipse coming on the 14th of December, that's your new moon. Um, so that feels familiar, you know, if, if you're into your, your lunar um, rituals and things like that, um, but just taking it more to a collective level, going, just being human right now, having this human experience, allowing yourself to go into the season of giving, the season of gratitude, um, appreciating every moment that we have with one another and our loved ones, because we certainly are not taking that for granted anymore. Um, things look very different. And I do encourage everybody to make astrology part of your life. So get an astrologer on your Rolodex. Um, it's a whole new world of wellness. We need more than just our GP and our dentist, you know, um, to, to check in for our personal care. You know, we need to start feeding ourselves on these other levels. Um, and so um, you can come to um, go look in the comments section of the podcast. Uh, we have some of Charlene's information listed there. Um, you can also find her on social media. Are you just Charlene Lawrence still on, on social media? Um, she's got lots and lots of really amazing projects that are in the works and bubbling up um, and some exciting things that she's been wanting to do for some time. And I think they're finally starting to come to a birthing point. One specifically was what's, what's the group called that you were we're trying to put together that tracks all phases of the moon oh so it doesn't have a name yet but it's mastering the moon for sure and that is going to be quite profound and an exciting um interactive experience for people to really connect more intuitively more to divine self yeah Awesome. I'm very excited about that. But come um, make sure you give her a follow, check out what she's doing, because there's lots of new things being birthed on her um, on her platforms and to reach out and make an appointment to get your natal chart read or your your solar calendar for next year. Um, you know, whatever you feel drawn to do. But I just want to say thank you so much, Charlene, for taking the time to do this today. And um, I think we're going to have to do this like once a month maybe <laughs> like check in and do a little astrological report for you know the incoming month or something we'll have to we'll have to make that a fixture um on the podcast for those who are junkies like we are and are looking for some sort of um check-in so thank you so much again for being a guest on the soul tribe saturday and and uh to everyone out there listening Take some, take some of this good advice, um, make it simple and uh, start really committing to your own personal care and uh, committing to this unification energy. And until next time for, for all that are listening, blessings and light, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media 
to set up a one-on-one -on -one session, or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.